Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? So I was inspired to create this video based on my interview yesterday uh, with an investor who owns seven or eight single family homes, and they're excited to buy apartments. Go ahead and check that video out. I think it was yesterday afternoon. But really what I took from that video is just so many people feel that bigger is better, right? They have seven or eight houses now. They need to feel good about that. But yet they're Oh, we need to go bigger. We need to go bigger. And, you know, I had to create this because bigger is not always better. Uh, I do not believe the number one uh, variable in this business is number of units. I think that's arrogant and inaccurate and dangerous. But I wanted to share with you five or six things that I strongly believe in that really shows that bigger is not better. So let me bring that up. Let me walk you through my logic because this is very different than what a lot of people talk about. Hey, go away. No, sorry about that. I need to share first. There we go. The share button was hidden. I'm sorry. All right. So again, bigger is not always better. This was inspired by the conversation yesterday. So here's the deal. There's a fancy... Uh, YouTube entertainer out there uh, who talks about the most important number in real estate is number of units. And boy, that's a sexy tagline that gets people excited, but it is inaccurate and very, very dangerous in my opinion. Don't take it as gospel. It is not the most important thing. Lots of people are going to lose money following the herd again. Lots of people in 08 were following single family homes, right? I've well documented it's in our book, a full story. Lots of people are going to lose money following the herd, going after multifamily, value add, interest only debt structures, LP, limited partner, general partner. There's pain and there are deals blowing up already. Here is the deal, and this drives people crazy. If you believe the number one variable in real estate is number of units, you hate this statement. And I believe this statement with every fiber of my body. I will buy a little one-one house, 500 square feet, over an entire apartment building every time if it yields a higher percent. What I teach in my course, I call it yield. Some people call it cash on cash. I want to buy the asset where my money is working the hardest. It's really that simple. But for somebody who wants to tell their friends they own 20, 50, or 100 units, it's not sexy. Oh, I own this 1950s, 1940 build, 1-1 one, one house. Why? Well, it earns 8%. Well, why didn't you buy the apartment building? Well, because it earns 6%. There are so many reasons apartments are worse investments, but people just don't get it. They think bigger is better and that's going to cost them. They're going to lose money. Here's the deal, because I own houses and I own apartments. Let's have some honest conversations. What kills cash flow the most for landlords? It's unit turns. It's unit turns. 
It's why the worst year for me being a landlord was 2008. It's because I had the highest unit turns. Lots of people were in apartments that left to buy a home only to come back in 2010. But yeah, it's unit turns. Guess what has more turns, a house or an apartment building? It should be obvious, but let's talk about it. My houses average over eight years. Right, one turn every eight years. Some zero turns in 20 years or 15 years, but average is eight years. Apartments is under two. Yes, an apartment turn is less, but if you're only cash flowing two grand a month, 2,500 a month on an entire apartment, and suddenly you have a unit turn, cash flow is gone. Cash flow disappears because of unit turns. It's just the reality. Here's one. What do you think requires a larger down payment? Not only in sheer dollars, but percentage. Apartment buildings pretty routinely offer, 30, you need 35% down. Sometimes 40, but let's say 35% down. Houses, you can get away with a single family home rental at 20%. And if you want a house hack, you can get down to 5%. If you're trying to get started, what's easier? Real estate is illiquid, and I love that fact. But what is the most liquid of the illiquid? Meaning what is easier to sell if you had to? Emergency happens, you need out. Is that a house or an apartment? It is easier to sell a house than a apartment every time. You just have more buyers. You have different debt structures. The market it could be up or down. House is easier to sell. It just is. Here's one that a lot of people are going to learn the hard way. And none of these big syndicators are talking about it. What happens if the value of your asset falls 40 or 50%? If a house goes from 200 to 100 grand, can the bank call the loan? Nope. There is no clause in any contract that I have seen in a residential loan that allows them to call it because the value fell. As long as you're making the payments, they don't care. Apartments, you better believe it. They can do yearly evaluations and you could be in technical default pretty quick. I did a video, I think, doing the math or something like that about two months ago, where with just a subtle tweaks, we took $120 million building down to $60 million. That's a technical default. That's loss of equity. That's loss of your limited partner's money. That's a loss of the building. We are going to see plenty of uh, technical defaults or we're going to see extend and pretend. But again, to the question, do you, could a house, are you going to lose a house because the value falls? No. Can you lose an apartment? Yes. We are in interesting times and the debt structure today is super cheap. If you want 30-year fixed rate debt, where do you go? 
residential loan. You can get some remarkably cheap commercial, but usually for most you and I, it's three, five, seven, maybe 10 years. Yes, there are some agency debt at 30, but that's only for the creme de la creme. That's not for you and me. So again, if you want cheap debt and not have the interest rate risk, which is real, residential is the place to be, not multifamily. Where's the tenant demand today? Right? Today, space is good. People are fleeing shoeboxes. They don't want apartments today. They don't want to be around people. They want houses. Houses are what's in demand today. Housing is what's going to go up in value. Housing is where rents are going to go up. Apartments, rents are going to go down. Just the reality. In the end, I believe the course I've created called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. You see a picture of it there. Yes, that is a rat behind it. Actually, I think it's technically a hamster, but anyways. Uh, is the best thing I've created. Uh, it talks about learning your market, challenges you to 10 to 20 minutes a day. If you're spending more than that, you're wasting time. I think you just need to figure out what average deal is in your market. I think you need to do that now in December, in January, so you can be ready for the inventory. I think inventory is coming. It's coming in early 2021. We were going to get past this terrible 2020. And we're all going to have options to add inventory to our portfolio. So get ready, learn your market. If you need help, buy this course. If you take the time to buy the course, please add yourself to a Facebook group. The Facebook group is called how to get started or no, this Facebook group is called one rental at a time works. I will uh, validate your purchase and then add you to the group. So at the end of the day, Bigger is not always better. The number one variable in real estate investing is not number of units. I believe the most important variable is yield. How hard is my money working? I believe there's lots of reasons that today, the single family home, the residential loan is the place to be. My opinion. All right, everybody have a wonderful day. Take care.